welcome to the Denver Tide Tribe, a podcast of news, culture, and stuff as it pertains to Denver, Colorado, the hottest city between Los Alamos and Gillette, Wyoming. Today, we will chat a bit about the stock show getting lassoed into Aurora, Colorado Public Radio gets hip, and the city of Ikea. My name is Josh, and with me is my co-host, Vanessa Martinez. Hey, Josh. It's great to be here in your uh, living room with you. It is. It's kind of hot. Yeah, it's a, it's a little third world country-ish maybe in here with the uh, fan off and, you know, no air conditioning, but it's, it's nice, nice place. Thanks for coming over. Yeah, thanks for having me. So I guess we should jump right into the, um, the stock show, National Western Stock Show. There's something going on with it. You want to let us know what that is? Yeah, yeah. Um, so the stock show has been in Denver since 18 or 1906, I believe, is the year the stock, stock show started. And, uh, you know, it's in northwest Denver. I'm sure everybody's seen the stock show complex. If you haven't, uh, you should go out there and check it out. It's a pretty massive site. This year, they have gone to, the stock show has recently gone to uh, the Denver City Council of the State of Colorado and to Aurora and is wants to move the the entire event to Aurora so that it can have a bigger site uh, with a convention center that would have 1,500 hotel rooms and uh, would be a pretty big deal for Denver. Last year, the stock show brought in, I think it was something like $80 million Sheesh. in revenue. So you can imagine that a lot of people in Denver are very upset about this. Some of this stuff was going on during the mayor's race. They asked, you know, all the candidates how they felt about it. Everybody kind of hemmed and hawed and didn't really, you know, take a full position. But a lot of people are, are really concerned that Denver will be losing this revenue, Aurora will be getting it, and Denver will have to pay for some of it. So that's the clincher. In order for this to happen, there are a lot of things that actually have to happen in order for this to actually move. Denver voters would have to vote to pay actually more taxes in bonds, I think, to move this complex to Aurora. So the question, why the hell would people in Denver want to pay to lose money? Yeah, they're not going to vote for it. I wouldn't. No. I don't get to vote here because I'm in Boulder, but right. it's really ridiculous. Besides, you get, you know, you lose something. I'm kind of, because I don't get to vote and because I, I won't have a voice in this, I really think that they're, you're losing something when you move from such a historical site. They just passed 105 years. 2011 was the 105th year of the, of the stock show. So you lose that history when you lose the site. It's like, you know, leaving a, a, a great, old, wonderful house and saying, well, we're going to, you know, move over here into the suburbs and, you know, not use this old house anymore, what they used to do with neighborhoods, and tear it down. I just, right. you know, I mean, it's not quite the same, because, but there's nostalgia there. And, and, and considering that, you know, there, there's nostalgia around agriculture in, in general, so, so there's something sort of, you know, within the history of the fatherhood or whatever, or husbandry, I guess is what you call it, of, of animals, Yeah. you know, to move it to this big, slick new place kind of uh, eliminates some of the charm. Absolutely. But there, you know, there is another side to this that I, uh, I see, and that is, you know, if they really do need more room to have a bigger show. I mean, we're talking about rodeos. If you haven't been to the sock show, I haven't been since I was a kid. Rodeos, dog shows, black rodeo. They have Mexican rodeo. rodeo. Right. The only black rodeo. You know, if they really, really need more space for that stuff, I mean, there's, you know, there's an argument for it. At the same time, Denver is becoming something of, you know, Denver wants to be seen as more of a cosmopolitan city. That does not really work well <laughs> with Cowtown. I think Denver is actually maybe not 
done as much as it could perhaps to embrace its cow town like part of that new agricultural kind of image that's coming up that's also cool and you know can yes. be seen as really uh, progressive I mean it's, it's sort of it's it's I, I think the Denver identity is kind of confused in that way because you still can't win an election in Colorado unless you put on a cowboy hat at some point but you could win over Denver voters without doing that you easily could. I guess I'm wondering does it need to move I mean, is this is this moving over there? Is is this a solution to a, a current problem, or or is it just a, a seemingly better opportunity? You know, uh, the stock show in recent years has had, and I don't know exactly the numbers, and I haven't reported on this stuff myself, but uh, the revenues haven't been as on the up as a, an event like this probably would want. I think sure. they hit a record sometime around their 100th year because it was such a big, you know, mm-hmm. the, the marking of the centennial. But they think if they move it to a bigger, fancier, shinier complex, they can bring in more money. Probably if it's cheaper for somehow to maintain the grounds, Aurora's offering 300 I don't know, three hundred million, I think, in tax incentives. So and so, it, it's it's really it's alluring for them to move. Whereas Denver is not offering money for growth. The, the stock show, I should go back and say, was looking at a parcel in Denver, mm-hmm. out near DIA, which was ruled out of the equation beca- because of federal aviation administration regulations. They wanted to come in and do all of these things. So some sort of issue with cows and planes. Yeah, not yeah. You distract it, the pilots. <laughs> So yeah, they're chips, you know, because they have all have chips in them now. So right, this this company, Gaylord. Okay. Right? Yeah. So here, yeah, <laughs> they're, Ga- they're not local. Gaylord is not local. So Gaylord, here's an the the stock show. It runs the event on its own. It's its own organization, the National Western Stock Show. Right. Um, and then there's the stock show complex, which is in Denver. And then there is this company called Gaylord Enterprises, Enterprises or Gaylord Entertainment, something like that. Gaylord Entertainment Company. And they're the ones who are proposing this massive hotel um, conference center complex near the new stock show area. So they want to have these things in conjunction together so that you've got, you know, all of the hotel rooms. The stock show itself wouldn't be the thing that would have the hotel rooms. It would be this conference center. And they are based in Nashville. Gaylord and the National Western Complex want to be next to each other. They've already decided this. So whoever, you know, however, whatever kind of deal that's going to, you know, they're, they're going to take the, the sweetest deal that they can get. Right. But like I said, there's so many things that have to happen in order for this to be to actually go through, including they're banking on a grant from the Colorado Tourism Board that only gives out two of these giant grants every year. They got their application in before the deadline, but barely, and I don't think they really have all of their pieces together. Right. To uh, you know, that does, that's not to say that the Tourism Board won't do it. Right. Um, in fact, I think it's probably a really, it's it's probably one of the better proposals they'll probably and, see. And, and, and in terms of, of tourism, it sounds like this compound will be so self-contained that people that, that come f- from out of state for the stock show won't have to leave. No, they'll so never have to leave. So how much of Colorado will they really see? Exactly, yeah. It's, I, it, there's, it just, it feels wrong because of that. You're moving the, the stock show out of Denver, out of its historical location. You're taking it to... Aurora, which isn't that big of a deal. It's not that far away. You could say, you know, we're closer to the airport. We're actually closer to some, you know, to closer to the plains maybe yeah. of where the cows are actually, you know, you're actually raising cattle. But this, so this Gaylord Entertainment Company, they also are known for building these, like you said, these complexes. They kind of bring in what's in the area. So, for example, like if you're in Florida, you know, in Orlando, there's Disneyland and Disney World, which is where you would assume some of the conference people would be going. And I'm sure they do when they go to a conference in Florida. But the hotel builds these fake, you know, shiny new fake structures of like 
Disneyland and something at the hotel. So you can imagine, like, in Colorado, they might do, like, Rocky, Mac- Rocky Mountain National Park. Or, so they you know, build fake hills and they, they go on a fake hike? Well, they do, yeah. It's like bringing everything in, you know, indoors. It's like, why wouldn't you take some... Why don't you just take people to Rocky Mountain National Park? Why don't right. we encourage these conference people to go and see beautiful Colorado? That's why they're coming here anyway. Right. And that's why so many people have been coming to Denver for conferences, I assume... Um, you know, in the last 20 years. Denver is a relatively new conference city. People in, in the tourism industry will tell you it's been about 20 years that Denver's really marketed itself as a place, which makes sense given, you know, the building up of Lodo and such. That can we, you can't... Can we credit Hickenlooper? No, you're Pena. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go back to Imagine a Great City, that, that whole campaign. Right. Um, you're you're going to be... Take, you want to take people out to those places. That's the whole reason to bring people into Colorado. And Denver, in the last three years, you know, you get these crazy, like, I don't know, who knows how really legitimate they are, surveys of people, and, and, you know, you're the number one city for this, you're the number five city for that. For conferencing, last year, Denver was ranked on this national survey as the third most conference city in the United States. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, it sort of sounds to me that there, there are two basic issues with this, one being revenue. Mm-hmm. And and the other being a sense of, of nostalgia, and oftentimes I tend to write off nostalgia, mm-hmm. you know, because it's it's what what is the value in it really? It's it's something that we hold on to that uh, you know Has no it's, it's sentimental, you yeah. know. It's it's not it's not hard tax. You can't hold nostalgia. But I, I think what we're really talking about is is Denver's self identity, and maybe we should embrace Cowtown. I think some people do. You sure. certainly see people who are trying, you know, and, and so a good example of this is the Denver County Fair, which is going to be, the, for the first time ever, Denver will hold a county fair. Which is awesome. Amazing. Yes. And I love the way they're, you know, I love the way they're marketing this. It's really, it, it is new and progressive. It includes urban gardening. It's not just the, it, in fact, it seems to be based entirely around that. So Fancy Tiger, um, you know, all of these really cool, young, kind of, you know, newer to Denver brands, I guess, for lack of a better word, but, you know, identities are coming together and creative. They're, it's the creative identity. Yeah. Just like, you know, everything that built Create Denver and all of that stuff that's around it is what the the county fair seems to be. When is that being held? Uh, July 28th through August 1st, I believe. And where? Um, that is going to be at the Stock Show Complex, I believe, as oh, well. Oh, wow. I think it is. So what would be what would be your verdict? Do we move it or don't we? Um, I think both. I we think move it, it and don't move it. I think it, it could <laughs> be something that you have, um, but you do you can have two locations where Sorry. you've got you know you've got your rodeos and you know everything over here, and then you can also have your marketplace. Maybe keep the marketplace in Denver. Sure. Um, if you want to take the you know the animals out to Aurora, then make you know something. The problem here is is we're lacking the public transportation. So yes. once all of that is built, though, we can bring it. You know, we can well we can have it all in the same place. And who knows when when something like this would ever come to fruition? Anyway, by that time we might have the rail line out to DIA, and you could do that. Right. So you're bringing people still back into Denver, and you're offering all of these things that you know, one place. You know, just to do both. I think that's probably unrealistic because it's too expensive. I don't think I know enough about it to come to a conclusion, but I'm going to follow nostalgia on this one and say it should stay. Yeah, I think that's a good call. And and mainly because I haven't been yet, and I want to experience it as it's intended. I guess. Okay. Moving on. Um, Colorado Public Radio announced last week that it will flip its news talk station, KCFRA, to a pop music format, which will, quote, focus 
on current contemporary music, including notable releases of the past 15 years and the earlier music that inspired it. Um, this is all, I'm reading this from a, a press release, and, and, and frankly, I'm very excited by this. Um, I've, as I've said on the diatribe before, I, I think Denver is, is lacking in, in certain areas of, of radio. It's, it's all very top 40. It's, it's all very commercial. Um, I, don't, I don't, except for, you know, KJNU. Um, 1190. But that's and 1190, yeah, and these, these stations that we can pick up. I, I don't know of any terrestrial radio stations where I feel like the people are very um, vigorous in their passion for music and, and exploratory. I, f- I feel like it's just, you know, throwing uh, commercial music at us. And this says that the news, quote, the news station is for curious and engaged music enthusiasts who want to explore and discover the who, what, where, why, and how of the current music scenes and everything it involves. And, and they said that they will have a thread of, of Colorado music that goes through it. I think that's the most, that's really a, a huge, like that's the biggest clincher for me, is it the is. local music part. It is. As, as great as World Cafe is and as much as Denver needs that, people who are savvy enough to um, know that they want to find new music, they can go elsewhere outside of radio to do that. Right. But to get it together with local music, I right. think is, that's awesome. And, and full disclosure there, here, I have for some years, though no, no longer, um, been on the board of uh, KRFC in Fort Collins, and, and we just sold our um, members on a format change from what we call block programming, which is someone has a show and it's kind of proprietary in that they play whatever they want, to something that's consistent throughout the daytime hours. And we um, changed to this style of format. And, and this is AAA adult album con- uh, alternative. Is, is really what we call it. And, and the best example, I guess, would be what you, what you mentioned, World Cafe, which um, comes out of Philadelphia. And NPR has really noticed um, a lack of these uh, enthusiastic, curious, and engaged um, music fans having um, a media that supports that. And so they've picked it up. So when the Decemberists come out with a new album, you know, when uh, any of these sort of multi genre influenced uh, thoughtful musicians I don't know how to describe it you can call it alternative but that's not what is that Pearl Jam um, more people use indie which I think is also and very indie confusing is, is and generic yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's you know but I mean you can have indie and it's hip hop or you have indie and it's bluegrass it doesn't say anything except you know how your music's distributed right um, and so it's I think thoughtful I think I think that these people put into it and they're, and they're true artists they're not, they're not commercial artists and that they're out there to make money they have to they're compelled to make music right and they're thoughtful about the approach to that I'm very excited by this and and KFC is, is the, they're the ones who sent me this press release like look like it's being done this thing that we had to sell is now being done by Colorado Public Radio who's you know the juggernaut of public radio in Colorado, um, so it's a good idea. Well, so when is it? But when? So they're taking. Let's get. The, let me get. See if I got it straight. So they are going to be their own station. It's just going to be music. It's not going to be music and news. It's not very clear. I mean, it's, it's a four paragraph press release. Okay. They um, they promise that they'll let their listeners know ahead of time, so no one's startled to turn on and, and fresh air isn't there. I guess, but. I imagine that they're going to have to do some news. So, I mean, if they were if they were smart, they would do a ten minute top of the hour break um, and do some headlines. Right, right, right. You know, but but basically, this is going to be something that in your car and in your home and in the workplace um, you can tune into. 
what I really enjoy about this press release is how much they 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 talk about um, that there that there's going to be. They, they said it's for listeners who want to understand the inspiration and backgrounds of genres and performers, the people and places that influence their sound, and where to hear them live and local. So I, I feel like there's an, an amount of of um, information that's going to be embedded in the programming about the music that that treats the music as 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 of consequence and not something that keeps you tagged in between commercials or, or uh, you know, uh, fundraising campaigns. Sure. It kind of feels like it's really good because, okay, so I'm used to listening to, uh, you know, you get in your radio habits. And I, from living in Fort Collins so long, got list, list, I got used to listening to KUNC for my NPR style news, and I sure. really like their local news. Sure. So when I came to Denver, uh, CPR, and I started listening to it, and at first, actually, I thought it was the classical station. I was stations. not There's aware that there were two. Exactly, but I didn't know that, so I never tuned it in because I had to sit. I was suffering through this music that I just could not bear to listen to in the car, right? Uh, or at home, for that matter. Unless you know, I really, I really listen on KUNC. No, on on CPR. Yes, yes. Because I didn't understand that there were two. I didn't hadn't done my research. Right, I didn't right. understand that there were two. They are really kind of known for that. Still, I think most people look at CPR and say, "Oh, they they're the guys who play the classical music." So this is maybe like a rebranding or relaunching or reimagination. Like they're kind of building their own identity too. They are rebuilding yes. their identity, which could, um, you know, I think it, it's really smart. They're building a new um, fundraising base. And I think they're. I mean, I think yeah, and the fundraising base. I mean, the people that are, uh, that listen to this style of music that I'm gathering that they're going to play. I mean, this is all remains to be seen. Are, are usually like middle class people in their thirties, right? You know, I mean, you're never Denver. you're never going after twenty year olds. Twenty year olds don't donate to public radio stations. It's like you have to be over thirty, right? Um, and in a, from a smart business savviness, they um, they're filling a void that I've I've recognized. Sure, you know of of what I and, and and this is coming from someone me who listens to the newsfeed all day. Yeah, I'm already in the habit of doing that. You know, mm-hmm. and and. It's great, and I enjoy it, but when you're doing other things, you're not always able to pay attention to it, and sometimes you do want new music. The, the, the struggles of radio stations um, is, is often said to be competing with the Pandoras, you know, with these, these online personalized radio stations. And, and I love it when radio stations do recognize the value that they offer, which is that having somebody that you, as a DJ, that's live and on air that has a, a passion and an interest and a knowledge of this music, introduce it to you. It's, it's a sociable thing. Right. It's, you know? it's like curation. It's that you can apply it's the curation. same thing to uh, you know, the news feeds that you get. It's like, are you just feeding me something that is an algorithm or is somebody actually putting this together for yeah. me? Yeah, and somebody you identify with and have, feel like you have something in common with and that you both share this. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, 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 it's exciting and I'm... I mean, this could be my love of the week, but it's uh, it's, it's pretty great. No, I think it, it... Well, I also am curious, do you think it'll make the other radio stations better because they suck no. so much? No, I think the other radio stations will just stay the way they are. You know, the, the clear channel stations? Yeah. You know, which is essentially we're offering you this product, which is the top 40 that, that comes down from high on what, on what you're going to play. And, it's, and, and it's, it's viewed, if not described as this, as a vehicle for commercials. It's a carrier for commercials. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's the truth of it. The people that are hosting it don't know the music. 
don't necessarily even care for the music. It's not it's not um, a station for music lovers, and and that's what I enjoy about this press release is how often they say this is for music enthusiasts. They should have you go in and guest DJ. I would love to. I know. If you're listening, CPR, I'm available. <laughs> and my voice doesn't always sound like this. I've quit smoking. I have a cold, and I was at Who's Bad last night, which the was best great. Michael right? Jackson tribute band ever, and I feel. Like I saw Michael Jackson last night. So my voice is like this from singing Beat It at the top of my head. I'm really sad that I missed this because I think um, I would have loved it. They come around every once in a while, but they sell out. And their name is Who's Bad, right? Who's Bad. And there's two Michael Jacksons, one with a nose and one with a pointy nose. To do. So there's the black Michael Jackson and the white Michael Jackson, <laughs> essentially. And it, what's great is there was this like six-year-old kid there who had aviators on and a fedora and a, and a glitter glove and, and this glitter shirt that you can tell he made. And and the way that he was dancing, you could tell that this wasn't his father who was there with him dressing him up, but that this kid is drawn to Michael Jackson, which of course is a little creepy when a six-year-old's drawn to Michael Jackson. But at the same time, it was just and, and uh, adorable and and and. Uh, well, I was drawn to Michael Jackson when I was six. And it wasn't I was creepy as well. then because he wasn't we, creepy you then, know, you know, and he hadn't and I been guess ruined in, in the, the middle of it. And I was taking my girlfriend there because she's a big Michael Jackson fan, <laughs> and and I've talked so much trash about him since he's died, but then going and experiencing his music and watching someone who moved like him and and all that, I. I Total respect. I think the guy's great. And I, I now can go on post-Michael Jackson's death and say Michael Jackson is the king of pop. Absolutely. Of course. Okay, moving on. Um, unless you're living under a rock or unless you don't have friends, you should know that there's an Ikea coming into Centennial, Colorado, and it's it's opening in a few weeks here um, in what... July twentieth, they're doing their press preview. Yeah, we're hoping that we can get uh, we can get down there and do a special diatribe. We want to do a diatribe from IKEA. I mean, it's really this is uh, a phenomenon. They have forty some in in the United States. Of course, this is a Swiss company that makes um, furniture that I've heard people describe as um, you should you and your girlfriend should put one of the IKEA tables together, and if you can do it without yelling at each other, maybe you should get married. <laughs> Is what I've been told. But this, I mean, it's, it's, we call it the city of Ikea because it's huge. Huge, huge, huge. There is a restaurant, Swiss food, in there. Swiss, right? Swedish. Swedish. Right? Yes, yeah. it's Swedish. Ikea, Swedish. I've been incorrect this whole time. Yeah. There's a Swedish restaurant that seats 250. Um, there's dozens of home models. There's daycare. There's a daycare there is center. Not there is, there? 100%. There's a daycare center in the store. So you can, you know, drop the kids off and buy a table. Where is the closest IKEA to Colorado currently? Do you know? I have no idea. I don't either. I know people. I think there's one in Arizona. That might be the closest one. Um, I'm but, sure people trek there too. Oh, they do. Yeah, my mother-in-law has an entirely IKEA. I mean, everything. She's got a red IKEA kitchen. Yeah. Um, but you know, the thing that's that's what I'm asking because I I think it might be in a place kind of like Centennial. Where you're calling this Ikea City, like, Centennial isn't a very well-known suburb of Denver as it is. Sure. Even to people in Colorado, you say, you know, it's in Centennial. They're like, where the hell is Centennial? What are you talking about? Right. It's such a recent, um, you know, uh, uh, suburb or incorporate recently incorporated suburb that I think people are really going to start calling it Ikea. Yeah, I'm going I, to Ikea. Yeah. And there's, and there's of course, uh, businesses that open up along with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I know of secondhand someone... Who is planning on opening a store across the street? From IKEA? From IKEA. 
for you know to because be there. to be there. I mean, it's 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 almost its own mall. Oh yeah, I think it you, is you know? like the new mall. It it's is. It's kind of like the Trader Joe's thing where people like in Denver are going crazy about having a Trader Joe's. Yeah. H and M. Yeah. H and M. H and M is coming. Like we're finally getting these things to the you know middle America cities where. You know, oh, this is like again a sign that you've arrived. We have arrived. We're no longer a cow town no because we have an IKEA. Right. So it makes sense now that the. But really, okay. So let's talk about this in the con- so. So what if the stock show moves to Aurora? IKEA is in Centennial. Yeah. It's still We've Denver. Won. Who cares? Winning. Yeah. Winning. <laughs> like most people, I guess I get excited about excitement. So that there is an excitement around this IKEA makes me excited about the IKEA. You're easily even though I could in. care less about the. IKEA. Yeah. I probably, I mean, really, I, I'm I, going. I would prefer, I mean, I, I don't think I will ever probably buy. I mean, maybe eventually, but I can't imagine like really like shopping there regularly. Really? I just want to see it. Yeah. I, I can't. We went, um, I bought a, uh, a workbench recently and, and off of Craigslist and had, had to drive out to, um, what can I think of the name of the city? It's over by Morrison. The Golden. Golden. Thank you. And it was an Ikea workbench. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, how did you... It was like contraband. It's like I came across <laughs> contraband. Like, how did how did you have this Ikea table? She bought it in, in Minnesota or something and moved it here. And, and you look at it, and it's it's solid wood. It's a nice design. It's not particle board. So it's it's comparably, comparably priced to something you might buy at Target. Uh-huh. But it's well designed and well made. Yeah. And that's that's the appeal of, of IKEA. Yeah. But apparently, the, they're famous for things coming in perfectly flat boxes. Yes. And that you have to put it together. Yeah. My again, mother-in-law, yeah. entire kitchen. <laughs> yeah. And it looks great. It really does look great. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the way the IKEA things look. I do, I really do. It's just that I it's like the same. It's like, I mean, when I need a piece of furniture, but how often does that happen? You know, I'm not going to just like go be like, I'm going to just go hang out and go shopping at Ikea. Yeah. So. Well, for me, I just moved into an apartment in Capitol Hill and I have no furniture. And you have some in here. Well, and see, you have my, a co- really my nice coffee set. table is a cardboard box. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's that. So you're going to need one of those. But you look. So where did you get this great desk that you just got? There? I got it on 8th at this store that sells um, mod furniture. Yeah. See? It's from the 1950s made by a company called Arway that survived the Great Depression. Um, and it's it's from uh, Sheboygan, Wisconsin, uh-huh. which apparently was the c- furniture capital of the U.S. at the time. I did a lot of research on it after I bought it. I never thought that I would like love a piece of furniture like you love a piece of, I don't know, food, art, music, or something. But uh-huh. I do. I love the desk. Anyway, that's not my love of the week. Um, we should move on to our love and hates. Do you have a hate or do you have a love? I don't have anything. You have nothing? I don't. So we got to... Yeah, I know. Well, I have a love. I saw a hip-hop musician. We have done a hip-hop show here on uh, the Diatribe. And I saw a hip-hop artist um, recently. I believe it was Wednesday at the Summit. It was at the Summit Music Hall's open mic. And and he performs there um, weekly at the open mic. He uh, doesn't perform many other places because he's a chef. And I so wish I remembered the name of his restaurant right now to plug that as well. But um, he produces his own... um, beats and music and gets up there with a laptop and when he was getting up I really was kind of worried for him you know like you're gonna play this over a laptop and you don't even have a sidekick and you're at an open mic that's like fairly attended and you expect 
people. Because if you're at a hip hop show and everybody, it's like a comedy show and no one's laughing. If you're at a hip hop show and everybody's sitting down, and yeah, you're, you're one MC without a DJ on a stage, like rhyming, it, it's it's party music. And and if there's no party, you look foolish. Yeah, but run he, off the stage. He was incredible. I mean, this this guy was um, something special. And and his name is Three Two. Three Two. Yes. As yes. in Three Two Beer. As in, I knew you were going to say that. As, <laughs> I, I didn't ask him that as in 3-2 beer, but it, presumably, he has it tattooed on his neck, 3-2. Uh-huh. And I believe it's numerical 3 and spelled out 2. Okay. So um, look him up and uh, maybe check him out at uh, some music hall on at their open mic on uh, Wednesdays, I think is when it is. Yeah. I actually do have a... Love, I guess it's a pre, it's a pre-love. We're gonna have to follow this and see. But I love the idea. How about that? Um, and it's a, co- a beer cocktail party, uh, kind of following on the coattails of the recent cocktail competition that Westward hosted. They had it at the, it was called the Colorado Cocktail Project. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was mostly hosted through MCA um, Museum of Contemporary Art. I know at least the last, the final night they had their, you know, judging there. But this one is called the Colorado Beer Cocktail Party, first annual. It's going to be on Sunday, July 17th. And the re- I'm, I just love the idea of bringing something different to the cocktail contest. So it's about making a cocktail out of beer. Hmm. Um, like with a bloody a lo- beer? With a local spirit. Like a bloody beer, yeah, 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 yeah. But that doesn't have vodka in it usually. Just, no, it does not. No, it needs to be mixed with a spirit. Yeah. And huh. some of the names already are... They they sound kind of interesting. Um, all white everything. Avery. Oh, everything. <laughs> what a so, pun. So you know the the puns and the yeah. yeah. So it could that be, sounds it like sounds, fun. Yeah, I think so. It'll be a good thing to go. I we don't both know. have loves this week. We do. That's because our our cynical co-hosts are taking the week off and celebrating the Fourth of July. Right, and we're sitting here with celebrating. Well, actually, it's good to have, we're having beer at least. We are having beer. Since it's not on the radio, FCC doesn't apply here, so we can actually host and have a beer. I think we need to do that all the time. I think we do as well. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Um, Check us out on Facebook. Visit DenverDiatribe.com. You can link to our Facebook page through there. Um, And please do follow us on Twitter, at Denver Diatribe is the handle for that. We do appreciate it when you guys talk back to us. We don't necessarily always want to be talking at you. So well, let's ask, let's ask everybody to send us something for our IKEA trip. Um, maybe you know, since we we're trying to get into the I, you know, we're going to go do a. Our, our intention is to get into um, the IKEA and, and tape a diatribe from inside. Um, maybe send us some some topics to talk about from inside the IKEA. Or what do you want to know about the Swedish? Uh, yeah. What, what what do you want? What what do you want us to go shopping for you inside? And uh, have a good week. I hope no one blew up their hands with firecrackers. And we'll, um, see you next week. Thanks.